Previously on Dream Realm, every woman and man in this room has been raped, sexually assaulted, or sexually abused. These rapes didn't happen in real life. They happened here, here on the Dream Realm. We come together as a therapy and as a way to stay connected and support each other. Maris, Cindy, and Lachey were part of us. So Maris, Cindy, and Lachey were working together to obtain justice for themselves? Yes. How are these rapists getting away with rape? How is the Dream Realm Code not stopping them? We're not sure. Maris, Cindy, and Lachey were each raped by a similar man called the Weakling. It's the sign announcing the strip club, Damsel in Distress. You go talk to the girls, Elias muttered. Nobody would really question who you are talking to strippers. I, I know who you're talking about. I, I think I know at least. You're listening to episode 8 to the audiobook slash podcast project, Dream Realm. Voiced, written, and produced by me, Matt Rebar. Part 3, Chapter 7 Two hours later, and back at Oolong for Memories, Jordan and Elias were sitting with Leandra Summers, who danced at the Damsel in Distress. Leandra was a petite woman with long, blossoming orange hair and a tepid frown. She appeared almost damaged within the state, as if a flower on the brink of ruin. One had to wonder why anyone would come back to the Dream Realm to be a stripper. There was no Dream Realm logo tattoo on her arm, which would indicate she was a fake being. Can you tell us what happened? Jordan asked, eyeing Leander with a friendly, soft figure. It was almost a year ago, um, and in some ways it feels so long ago, and almost like it didn't happen, but when you ask me those questions, it floods back to me. It's hard because in some ways it didn't feel like rape, it felt like a misunderstanding, or more consensual than non-consensual. I was leaving the damsel in distress and was going down to another bar for a drink with my colleagues. Uh, Usually I do my thing and then I end my experience in the dream realm, but I wanted to interact more with my fellow girls and boys, so I was walking down Akron Avenue. It was late in the morning, almost pushing 8 a.m. There was no one around in the darkness. The street abandoned and the clubs and businesses looked rather desolate at the hour. So I moved forward, you know, kept my head down a bit and I was getting close to the bar, and I just remember the sensation of being watched, and I turned around, and there was this guy close behind me. At first, I didn't think too much of it, but then somewhat, you know, I just rang wrong again, so I pulled out my phone to call someone, but instead I just felt my body freeze up, and he pushed me into the alley, and I, I, I tried to escape as he pinned me down against the wall, and... I was trying to hurt him. I could see his face. I studied it. I, I was pleading with him to just let me know. That, that just, just, it, it wasn't just a dream. You know, it, it, it didn't feel like a dream. It just, maybe he thought this was a dream. I, I just remember him taking off his pants. He told me not to struggle. He forced me there. There's nothing I could do. And I did try leaving Urbana. I tried waking up, but it was as if. He, he had momentarily taken away my ability to do anything, so he continued to have sex with me against the wall and pressed up on the alleyway, and he spoke a few times, saying that he knew I was a bad girl. He told me I was nothing more than a slut. He said I'd be lucky to have someone like him taking care of me. I, I didn't even respond. I couldn't respond. I didn't know what to say. So I just let him continue his rampage, and... 
He didn't last long. He was done in like 10 minutes or less, but after it was over, he practically left in my face. He knew people wouldn't believe me. He knew that if I were to say anything, that it wouldn't matter. So he left. As soon as he came, and I was finally able to wake up, and I remember waking up in bed, you know, in real life. I was touching myself, pinching myself, like, you know, I was still in a dream. He hadn't touched my real body. My real body had remained safe, but my body wasn't throbbing any longer. There was no trauma really done to me, I guess. There was no sign of rape on my body, just in my mind and heart. And so I thought about it. Didn't really think it was rape. I mean, it couldn't have been, right? You know, with the the rules and everything. So I went back to the damsel in distress the next night. Why do you work at the damsel in distress? Because that's my job. She shrugged. I'm a student in real life, and some of these guys actually pay money. They'll give you money, which you could put directly from one account to another. I make a couple hundred bucks a night during my sleep. I think that's why a lot of girls and boys do it. I can study all day, and I don't have to worry about making money except in my dreams. And I know it's not pretty, but then again, it's legal, and it's in a dream. And, well, I guess the law hasn't caught up with it, but I only have two more years of school left. And with this job, I'll be able to afford a standard of life, and I won't be able to take out loans either, you know? You said you remember seeing his face. I do. Even now I remember it, because, you know, in a land full of half-dreams and half-nightmares, I can't help but remember a full-on nightmare, you know? Can you describe him to us? In fact, I would love to get a drawing. Uh, I can probably draw him. Leander nodded, imagining a pen and paper in her hands and getting to work. He's about six feet skinny, doesn't really appear threatening. He has brown eyes, which probably look standard, but in the moment were so angry with me. And even after he had finished raping me, I could still see the rage in his eyes. Leandra was silent for a moment as she continued to draw her attacker. Whether it was because she was good at drawing or because Dream Realm kind of gave her an ability to draw, the drawing was quickly human-like. She focused on his lips for a second before piecing together a rather average nose. She connected the cheeks and the chin before remembering the hair. At the time, he wore his hair like this. With a few quick swishes of her ink pen, she created a rather short and thin layer of brown hair which didn't appear to have too much personality to it. Last but not least, she finished with the ears. This is the man. She nodded, looking between Jordan and Elias. He he looks average, but there's... You know, nothing discernible about him, but that's what he looks like. Jordan and Elias nodded. Elias excused himself so he could scan and email this photo to himself. Jordan asked a few more questions. Do you think there's anyone else at the damsel in distress who could have been raped by this man? No, nobody said anything, but then again, why would they? They probably stayed silent like I did because they didn't want to be seen as crazy. That's why I didn't want to talk to you there, a damsel. Some of those girls would have gotten scared. Do you think you can recall seeing your attacker, a damsel in distress? Well, he he comes around frequently, but we haven't had much interaction. The reason we went to damsel in distress is because it's like a center point for other rapes. The attacker managed to rape three other girls in the area, if not more. So, I'm not alone? You're not, and if you'd like, I could give you the information to an organization that meets here called the New Leaves. New Leaves are for people who have been raped in the dream realm. This is all so crazy to me, Leandra admitted. I'm just a girl from Nebraska. I don't get how I'd be targeted by this man. Sometimes these attacks happen for no reason behind them. You just happen to be there. Don't think this is your fault, because it's not. Okay, 
Leander nodded. I won't think that. I promise. Do you, do you need me for anything else? It's almost my time to wake up. I'll let you know if we have any other questions. Have a good day at school. Bye. Leander quietly stated before vanishing altogether. Elias reappeared in the room not too long after. I scanned the photo to myself. This is quite legendary, actually. We might be able to pull a suspect or two off that photo. Too bad the guy doesn't have any more discerning characteristics. Her testimony seems credible. There's two theories. This is a different man, or this is our man. But I have a feeling that she was like a test for our suspect. She was raped a year ago. Maris was only about seven months ago. So maybe he was testing out the ability to rape in the dream realm? Or was he waiting to actually go after people he knew? I don't know, Elias sighed. But I can't wait to ask the bastard. We've come so far so quickly with this case. Why do you think that is? <laughs> because we're in the dream realm. We can just appear wherever we need to go. There's no heavy rules blocking us. Hell, little things like Leander Summers being able to draw like an art student, they've helped us very much. Very good points, Elias nodded. There's a lot of chance and coincidence to this. The fact that all these girls partied in the same section of Urbana? Jordan chuckled. I'm not surprised. You get the Cali lifestyle by day, you know, in Cardonia, and then the mystery NYC experience at night. And the chance of meeting the victim. Let's just say these three women knew him, right? He probably stalked them for weeks and months, and they he knew they all separately partied in this area of town. I mean, he could practice his crime in this area of the town as well. I mean, that's why we investigated the central location. Jordan paused and had an even crazier thought. Maybe it's the software. Jordan added, maybe the software is helping us. Well, that concept's eerie, but I wouldn't be against that if it was true. Elias paused for a second and gathered a small smile. Well, anyway, I think we're done here for today. I'll let you know what I cook up tomorrow. How about that? Let's find this bastard. Chapter 8 Lynn Rexstrom had been the first to know about Jordan's relationship with Hiram and the first to know about the subsequent breakup. Both acknowledgments had happened differently. The announcement of the relationship had been a phone call in the morning after the romantic date. You're kidding! <gasps> Lynn gasped dramatically as if she was part of a telenovela. How did he ask you? Was it over the fish entree? It wasn't that cheesy, but Spear was a perfect location for the date. The ocean was so gorgeous and just splashed with colors you can't even imagine in your head, Lynn. I'm so happy. Well, what's first? I can't wait to finally go to all these bars and restaurants with someone on my shoulder, and of course, the consistent sex is going to be amazing. I'm so happy for you, Lynn smiled. Are you busy? We can actually go for celebratory drinks after work. I'm actually free till nine, Jordan admitted. Then we're meeting up at nine for a movie night at his place. <gasps> Perfect happy hour beckons. I can get George to watch the kids. But on the opposite side of the spectrum, the call six years later about the breakup with Hiram was not as jovial nor filled with happiness. Instead, it wasn't a call. Jordan walked into Lynn's office during her lunch break and sat down in the chair in front of Lynn. Hiram and I are off. She whispered, looking at her best friend with a mix of melancholy and disinterest. Lynn, who had been half-heartedly picking at a salad, paused and stared at Jordan as if she was a double-headed snake. You're, you're kidding. I, I knew things were tough on you lately, but I didn't know it was this tough. I just wasn't feeling anything, Jordan explained, keeping the part about Isaac out of the memo. I hadn't been feeling anything for a while. I did everything I could, Lynn. I just woke up this morning and knew it had to be over, you know? So the reason it's over was because you didn't have any passion in the relationship? We were two corpses sharing a bed together, and Hiram, he took it so easily. In fact, I, I think he's been looking for a way to say it, too. I guess it was hard for both of us, considering that all we've known has been each other for so many years, but 
This is good for both of us. We need to move on. We were stuck in a rut, and I'm glad it's both of us. I would have felt shitty if Hiram was in love with me and with our relationship. It's interesting because you say it's good for you, but you don't look so good right now. <laughs> I'm sure I look like shit. Jordan laughed, trying to take the ease out of the moment. But trust me, I'm gonna look better soon. I think I'm still processing all that's happened in the last few months, especially with the last week or two. I'm still wearing the neutrality to which I viewed my relationship with Hiram. It'll melt off. Just give it some time. Are you ready for the single life? I am. And when do you think you'll be ready to date again? You're already asking about when I'll put myself out there? <laughs> Lynn, calm down. I just became single. <laughs> I know, I know. My bad, my bad. They sat in silence while Lynn returned to her salad. So let me tell you about a case today. Lynn chirped, opening a folder besides her salad. Jordan listened decently, considering that she had spent her whole day replaying that morning instead of digesting Lynn's casual audio. Chapter 9 The afternoon following Leandra Summer's statements in the dream realm, Lynn and Jordan were sharing lunch once again. Both had gotten salads done in the cafeteria and had returned to Lynn's large office behind the courtroom. And then January practically roasted the hired attorney which the client had. Lynn explained, finishing out the story from a rather explosive morning in her courtroom. I don't think the hired attorney had much to say, and so we finished the plea with January and Wanton, and I have to say, I've seen January Fisher plenty of times in the court of law, but I'm always amazed by how she manages to just rip and tear into any argument which comes her way. But she doesn't do it aggressively. She almost does it with some kind of smoothness that it, it's almost revolutionary. It's like telling someone to go to hell and all they hear is the word go. She's amazing. Jordan nodded. She's the kind of prosecutor who's on my level, and she's hot. If I were into women, I'd certainly go after her. <laughs> is January interested in you? Duh, who isn't interested in me? Jordan smiled, taking another bite of the salad. Any plans this weekend? Oh, nothing too crazy. Lynn shrugged, eating her own sub with a lack of haste. We're probably going to take the kids on a day trip up north to Oregon, you know, get some fresh air away from the city. You? Probably nothing too serious. Maybe another date with the guy from the dream realm? Maybe. Tell me more about him. There's nothing really to say. He's a good guy. I like him. But, like, why haven't you met him in person? Well, why is the sky blue and not green? Don't avoid my question. I don't know. I think I'm just scared to meet him in person. So you're going to continue to have some kind of digital relationship for the rest of your time on Earth? Is that the plan, Missy? I'll get comfortable with him soon enough. Don't you fret. I don't fret. You fret more than a fretting fritter. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Lynn rolled her eyes with a spinach, toothy grin. How's your assist with Elias' investigation? We have a drawing of a possible suspect, still waiting to see if anything comes out of it. A drawing? How did you come up with that? A woman came forward that claims of being raped by potentially the same man who raped and murdered our three victims. She might have been a test or a trial for our suspect. And she was raped pretty close to the center point of where the other three rapes happened. It was a lucky roll of the dice. Where did these attacks occur? Down on West 6th? No. Jordan was about to smack Lynn in the face with the twist to the crimes. They happened in Urbana, on the Dream Realm. Lynn paused, placing her fork down and allowing a crouton to roll off the desk. <laughs> what are you talking about? These rapes happened in the Dream Realm. We believe the rapist and murderer knew the three girls in real life and went after them on the Dream Realm, and then he eventually ended up killing them. But... But, but the dream realm doesn't allow rape to happen. It's a code against... There's a code against rape and sexual assault, pedophilia, and... Trust me, I know, but it's happening. 
We have some hackers who are clearly messing around with the code. They're allowing things to happen that shouldn't happen in the dream realm. And what's worse is that they're using that code or a hack or whatever to keep their victims from waking up or vanishing. So not only are they being raped, but they can't do anything about it. There are some real sickos in the world. Lynn sighed, closing her eyes momentarily before opening them to stare at her best friend. The fact that people would bend the code so that they could rape people, it's disgusting. How many victims are there? There's a lot more than just the four mentioned in this case. There's actually a group that meet weekly in the dream realm as a comfort to each other. It appears that the rapists all live in different parts of the world. How they know each other, it's up for grabs. Some might work as independent hackers, others might be part of a group. Have you told Dream Realm's headquarters about this? Elias tried calling and basically got shut down. We might go this weekend and confront them directly. Jordan, be careful. These hackers might try and rape you if they find wind of what you're you know, trying to do, if you're going to find justice for these victims. Of course, I'll be careful, Jordan reassured, which seemed to calm down Lynn a bit. The two tossed some theories before Jordan and Lynn both had to get back to work. And as she was heading downstairs to her office before her next court appearance, Jordan noticed that Elias had called her. After saying a couple of words with Secretary St. Teresa, Jordan closed the door to her office and called Elias back. So I've narrowed it down, and I believe I have our man. Elias sounded a little excited over the line. The picture picked up a few people, but I managed to narrow them down, and I think I have a dead ringer. His name's Liam Schumer. His fingerprints and his picture on the system because he was involved in a reported rape in 2056. The girl who reported the rape said that Schumer raped her, although there was no evidence, and the he-said-she-said element of the casement couldn't go to trial, but it's interesting that Schumer is at least tied with an alleged rape. From what I could gather about him, Schumer graduated Cardona University in computer science in 2057 and has since worked for a startup in Cardonia called Cupondo, which works to maximize coupons in everyday situations. The startup application website's doing very well. Apparently, he helps with the coding of the website. If there's anyone qualified to be hacking into the dream realm, it's him. Shit, he does sound like he could be behind all this. Do you think he has it in him to kill? Anyone could be a killer depending on the motivation. So what should we do about the weakling if we think that this is our man? I think we should go witness him. Maybe try and track him down if he uses the dream realm. We want to make sure we have enough hard evidence against him before we go in and take him down. I'll check again with the evidence we collected at the three crime scenes and see if there's any possibility we can connect any of it to Schumer. Maybe he did leave behind a fingerprint or two, you know? So later tonight, we're going to go spy on this Liam. Sounds good to me. Chapter 10. Jordan and Elias were sitting within Elias's ordinary car outside of Liam Schumer's house. Liam lived in one of the Cardonia suburbs where houses could be rented for cheap, stacked next to each other with postage stamp yards and rather depressing color schemes of middle-class America. Jordan and Elias were looking at a barely lit screen which showed them Schumer sitting on the couch and watching television. Elias had loaned one of the small bee drones which the Cardonia Police Department used for these kind of investigations. Since the bee didn't enter the home and merely looked through the window, it was considered a legal use of investigation. Not many people realized that this technology was being used by the police, and since Schumer wasn't aware that he had become a suspect, he had no reason to close the blinds upon his window. He looks like such a scumbag, Jordan muttered as she ate another burger. They had stopped for dinner before coming out here this late. Schumer hadn't been doing anything too exciting since they watched him, and now Jordan and Elias were itching to find a reason to bring him in. I have forensics do another sweep. All I need is one fingerprint, I swear. I'm hoping he still has that gun he used to shoot and kill Lachey. That evidence would really help put him away. In the back seat, Jordan's dream mask and a few sleeping pills were ready for the moment when Schumer fell asleep. The two were planning for Jordan to find Schumer down within the dream realm and perhaps entice him for sex. She'd refused and hoped that she'd witness firsthand what Schumer did. 
She wasn't worried about handling herself. She knew that Jordan could easily take down Schumer if she needed to. If Schumer did try and rape her or mention something, she'd wake up only to tell Elias what happened. Instantly, paperwork and a warrant for arrest would be issued, and Liam would be in their custody soon after. That was their hope, anyway. You did all the studying today. Do you think he's capable of all this? I absolutely do. I've been mulling over the rapes, the murders. There's clear escalation, not of a man who wants to kill but has to kill. The timeline of his rapes suggests a man trying out of the system, you know, before going after other women. The question is still how he knows Cindy Roberts, Maris Gibbons, and Lachey Palsy. Do you think he hacked into the Dream Realm system? Or do you think he just happens to know people who can hack into the system on his behalf? I'm not sure what to believe. Elias shrugged as he investigated a small machine they'd be using later. He's capable of hacking into the Dream Realm system, I think. Um, maybe he met up with some friends and the code breaking was done mutually. It's just disgusting. And even though these rapes are done in dreams, it doesn't make any less despicable, you know? The two watched Liam in silence as the clock pushed onwards towards 11 o'clock, and finally, it seemed like Liam Schumer was ready to call it a night. He moved to the bedroom. Elias explained as the bee drone did its thing and followed Liam Schumer by moving to a different window. In the dim light of the bedroom, it was clear that Liam Schumer was tucking himself into bed before applying the dream mask and preparing to fall asleep. Are you ready to go into dream realm, Jordan? I think so, Jordan nodded. Give me a couple minutes to center myself and calm down. I'm just a little pissed. You can't go to bed angry. That won't work. Elias smiled as he pulled out the sleeping medication and handed it to Jordan. Think happy thoughts. I'll be happy once we arrest and charge him. Too bad it would be a conflict of interest to take this case to court. I'll have to make sure January takes it. She's practically me anyway. The sleeping medication made it easier for Jordan to fall asleep. She was still so angry about Liam Schumer that without the medication, she probably would have been up throughout most of the night. But instead, she arrived in the back room of the damsel in distress. None of the strippers gave her notice besides Leander Summers, who was a little shocked to see Jordan. Immediately, Jordan's clothes changed to give her the appearance of a stripper. A tight swimsuit-like bodice covered her tits, while a thin layer of spandex gave her lower parts modesty. Her hair was pumped up a little bit, and her lip was covered in dark red lipstick. All of this changed before Leander Summers stood before her. What are you doing here? We found the name and the real-life identity of the man who attacked you. He's in the dream realm, and he might be here tonight. What makes you think that? Have you heard of Influencer? No, what's that? It's a type of equipment that one can use like a router. Elias is currently outside of the man's house. His name is Liam Schumer. We think he's the weakling, and with the influencer, we can sync up my dreams and Liam's dreams, so basically, Liam will be drawn to coming here tonight. But I'm here. He's not scared of you, and no worries, I'm here anyway. Leandra looked a little confused, but nodded regardless. So what are you going to do? I'm going to make sure the final nail goes in the coffin before we arrest him. Jordan promised, holding onto Leandra's hands. This man is going to go away, Leandra. Leandra sighed and nodded. Okay, just be careful. I'll be out there too if you need help. Leandra turned back to her mirror, gave herself one last douse of makeup before walking out to the employee lounge and into the damsel in distress. Jordan followed, losing her prosecutor tendencies and trying to put the vibe that she was a stripper. Like yesterday, hundreds of men formed groups around the various small stages and even the main stage, which was currently empty. Jordan walked through the room, the men making a pathway for her as she moved through the room. While one could see and chat with your friends through telepathic abilities and through projection in front of your eyes, one could also see the transference of money. A few of the men were already giving some of their money, single bills landing into her bank account just by her presence, and she swept the room like some sort of vacuum cleaner before she spotted him. In real life, Liam looked nothing more than a loser, but in the dream realm, Liam looked a bit more put together. He wore a button-up shirt, dark pants, and a blazer. 
He stood a bit out of place considering most of the men wore trashy t-shirts which had phrases like, come and go, and I may have three inches but you'll still feel me. Liam Schumer was not expecting a stripper within the club to randomly approach him, although he looked rather happy that a stripper was indeed making her way across the room to his direction. Before he could speak, she introduced herself, her body almost pressed up against his. Hello, my name is Jordan, Jordan smiled. I just started working here. Care to help break me in? Chapter 11. Jordan, it's good to meet you. I'm, uh, I'm Liam. Hello, Liam. It appears like you're the best dressed man here. I can't tell you how much I like a dressed up man. Can't, can't tell me much, huh? I'm sure you could if you tried. What brought you here tonight? She questioned, already knowing the answer. I felt overwhelmingly drawn to come here tonight. You know, can't deny myself this place, can I, even though it's been a while? <laughs> Jordan wondered if he was as good with his words as he was in real life. It appeared as if Liam was comfortable in this realm and thus came off differently than he would have in real life. Well, you make me feel some kind of way. I like a good type of way. Tell me, Jordan, what got you working here? I figured it would be fun to try this out in the dream realm since none of this is actually real anyway. She wanted to present herself automatically as believing that nothing was real within the realm. It painted her up as a perfect victim for him to use, since he could prove to her that there was real things to the dream realm. That's the beauty of this place. We can do things that we can't do in real life and become more than what we are in the real world as well. There's certainly a lot of beauty, Jordan whispered, raising her hand against his cheek. A nice, delicious amount. Jordan was unsure whether he was used to this treatment by women or not. No doubt, in the real world, Liam was a geek who people didn't second glance to. But here, there were possibilities that he was living a Casanova lifestyle with the real and fictional women of Dream Realm. I like the way that hand feels. No, there was still awkwardness to his fictional identity, which no doubt was replicated in his real-life identity. I bet you like that hand. Jordan cooed as she lowered her hand down his body, stopping at his stomach and removing it altogether. I bet you like a lot of things. I bet I do. You might have to find out. I usually do find out things. Well, maybe I should take you to a nice hotel for the evening. You know, that is if you could leave work. I think I can make that happen. Jordan nodded, transporting them seconds later to the Oasis, the seventh and newest world to the Dream Realm. The sun was setting out in the desert while the large township prepared for night activities. A large lake sat in the middle of the town while all of the buildings sat facing the lake. Homes and hotels, businesses and bars, grills and sites of attraction were built on top of each other within hardened red clay and petrified wood. Jordan immediately dragged Liam into one of the hotels upon the oasis. The two of them quickly got a room and situated themselves for a second. Let me get ready in the bathroom, she chuckled as Liam took off his blazer. She went to the bathroom, closed the door and took a deep breath. She wasn't sure how she was going to handle the situation and was a bit worried about how Liam was going to react. But she did not come here to have sex with him. She came here to find out what kind of man he was. This was no doubt all a test and whether he passed would be an important question. She opened the door and returned to find that Liam was naked except for boxers which he had kept on to add a bit of intrigue to the entire affair. This had escalated quickly. How she had managed to find him and take him to a hotel within minutes was kind of scary. But in the dream realm, things moved quickly and people weren't afraid of doing things. There was risk in the real world which wasn't present in the dream realm. There was no chance of death. No chance of pain. No chance of health problems. There was just what you wanted. And you did what you wanted. Jordan had given off the aura that she had wanted him to accept, and now it was time to rescind her offer. I I'm sorry, I, I can't do this. Jordan did not have to place too much drama and action into her tone. Her feelings were a welling from genuine disdain for Liam Schumer. Granted, she was choking back her known truth that the man in front of her was a piece of shit. What do you mean? 
Liam Schumer asked, looking rather confused and slightly cross. His eyes had yet to turn angry, although Leander Summers' experiences were beginning to manifest in front of Jordan. I thought I could do this, but I'm not ready yet. I, I'm moving too fast, and Dream Realm is just new to me, and it feels so surreal, and I know it's not. I, I just have to go. No, you don't. Liam Schumer demanded. His thin body carried a bit of security heft as his intimidation rolled off in waves. You're staying here with me. This will be good for you. You'll get all over all your anxiety. I don't think that's a smart idea. I think it's a great idea, so why don't you start by taking off that bikini top you're wearing? I need to go. She decided to begin walking to the door of the hotel room, but Liam stepped in front of her. Who said you could go? Liam's voice had gone from persuasion to demanding. Jordan genuinely flinched as he pushed her away from the door and onto the bed. He immediately moved on top of her as she struggled. She tried leaving the scene, but found herself stuck within the hotel room. Now she was understanding what was happening per the stories of the survivors of Liam's rapes. But now, she was not going to become one of those survivors. She looked into his angry eyes, and suddenly her own eyes flashed with anger. You have two seconds to get the hell off of me, Jordan demanded. Well, you're going to regret it. You don't have a choice, Liam snarled, immediately grabbing her by the jaw. Now shut the fuck up and submit, whore. Chapter 12. Whether it was his language or his physical actions would send Jordan over the edge would be unclear. What would become clear was her response, which was immediate and just. She kneed him in the balls, which caused Liam to fall over beside her on the mattress. She stepped off the bed and changed her outfit immediately so that he could no longer heavily sexualize her. Jordan's hair lost its fluff while her painted lips became bare and flesh tone. You're a piece of work, Jordan whispered before leaving the hotel room. She could still not teleport herself throughout the dream realm, nor could she wake up, but she figured soon enough she'd be able to do so. In fact, as she exited the hotel room and stared out over the oasis, something internally confirmed that she could wake up if she desired, and so the vision of a cool-down oasis changed her to the internal pieces of Elias' car. What happened? Elias questioned, immediately demanding results. You were squirming a little, but I figured I'd let you sleep until something major seemed to have happened. Jordan filled him in quickly on what had happened, and Elias couldn't help but smile. Glad you handled yourself, but also managed to confirm that this is our bastard. Elias smiled, pulling out his cell phone and placing a new call. The phone rang a couple times before Elias quickly introduced himself and explained that he had a suspect he wanted to arrest into custody. Uh-huh, yep. I think a house search will confirm all that I'm telling you. Mm-hmm, yes. Okay, thank you. Elias hung up the phone and turned to Jordan. Chief's getting the paperwork done right now. We'll get the word in a few that we can officially arrest Liam. They'll conduct a house search immediately after. No shit, Jordan gasped, a smile breaking over her own face. This little adventure of ours was worth it then, wasn't it? Damn, I can't wait to get this guy behind bars, Elias sighed. We're almost there, all solved up and all that jazz. I still want to visit the Dream Realm headquarters and report the issue. I do too. We can still do that this weekend. Good, because we can't let more people like Liam Schumer get away with what he did on the Dream Realm. Although it sounds like he's the only one who actually got violent in the real world and murdered people. Well, we know he's a rapist and that he's the one hacking the code, but we don't know if he's the one behind the code. Well, when we arrest him, we'll have to see what he decides to spill. The two continued to lightly talk until a couple of cop cars showed up with the paperwork needed to arrest Liam Schumer. Jordan walked behind the police officers who surrounded the house while Elias DeAngelis was the one to knock on the front door and ring the doorbell. A minute later, a sleepy Liam Schumer opened the door. Officer, is there a problem? Liam Schumer, you're under arrest for the murders of Maris Gibbons, Cindy Roberts, and Lachey Palsy. You have the right to remain silent. Anything you say may be used against you in the court of law. You have the right to consult an attorney before speaking with the police. Have the right to an attorney present during questioning now or in the future. If you cannot afford an attorney, one will be appointed for you before any questioning. 
When one of the Cardoni police officers managed to cuff Liam Schumer, Liam made eye contact with Jordan Furman, a woman who he had just tried to rape through the dream realm. Jordan didn't even say anything but offered her own version of Elias' smile. Liam looked on in horror. Shall we take him back to the police station? The officer asked, and Elias nodded. Yup. We'll start the interrogation immediately. Elias whispered as a few other cops began preparing themselves for the house search, which would begin momentarily. Liam Schumer was loaded into the back of the squad car while two police officers began transporting him downtown. I think I need you for the interrogation, Elias smiled, turning to Jordan. Without you, I wouldn't have gotten this far. Am I allowed to run the interrogation with you? Of course you are, Elias nodded. You're heavily qualified since you're a prosecutor, and you'll no doubt help make sure he has the rights during the entire interview, you know? You'll probably already be working a plea out for him as we interrogate him. A man like that doesn't deserve a plea, Jordan spat. Although if he can give us information behind the other men involved with this Dream Realm hack... Don't get ahead of yourself. He might not even come clean. It could be a long morning in the interrogation room. Thank you so much for listening. For more podcasts and work done by me, Matt Rebar, check out my website at www.mattrebar.weebly.com. Tweet or Instagram me at Rebstar, H-R-I-B-S-T-A-R. And if you missed it, all 10 episodes of season one, Unconscious, Subconscious, are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and more. Until next time.